Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. I'm Jack Holjeski, joined tonight by Robert Anderson. Hey! How's it going, Robbie? It's going well. Yeah? Yeah. Everything good? Everything's good with me. Yeah? It's a nice, like, snowy night. It is a snowy night. It's pretty good. And we're in here podcasting. Because mm. we just went to see a movie. Mm. What movie did we go see tonight, we a, Robbie? We took a trip to uh, Wakanda. Ah. And uh, we saw the Black Panther. We did see the Black Panther. Mm. And, uh... Let me tell you, boys and girls, I enjoyed myself very much. I really like that movie. I, it might, dare say, be my favorite Marvel movie. You know, Marvel's been doing pretty good the past couple of years they because there have been many movies in a row where I'm like, maybe that was my favorite Mar- Marvel movie. I don't know. Because I think yeah. they just keep getting better and better Agreed. as we go along. Um, I think with this one, what I what made me really fall in love with it, or one of like the thoughts I had during the movie was... Uh, I had to. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe." Yeah, I was just watching it as just like this insular story about, you know, the Wakanda, like throne. You yeah, know? and I was just like, "I'm totally down with just, just this story. This is great." I I think that's a definitely a very positive thing you can say about it is that it is very much takes place in the Marvel universe and yeah. and uh involves characters that we've met before but it is its own story. Yeah, and its inciting incident is predicated on uh Civil War, what happens in Civil War yes. to Black Panther and yes. his father. Right. So, you know, it is, you know, it is tied to the MCU as it should be and it would make sense to be, but you kind of just forget cuz you're so engrossed with these amazing characters in this gorgeously realized fantastic world. setting oh my god so it's good so good yeah wakanda is is one of my i think my favorite settings of the marvel universe it's now. uh it reminds me a little bit of uh, thor ragnarok when they go to the dumpster planet in terms of like kind of like the more colors you got to see there yeah. and it felt a little bit more um just like not on earth you know yeah well, wakanda does feel like this uh you know afrocentric uh cyberpunk kind of world Mm -hmm. but is you know very clean and technology and you know technically driven yeah very advanced Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's awesome i think all the characters are are great everyone looks the setting is really good yeah all the like set design and costuming is so fucking cool and colorful and fun Mm -hmm. it feels very much like um it feels very like sci-fi and a part of like the mcu because the mcu does have kind of like an umbrella art style to it sure um but still feeling very you know african and Mm -hmm. very kind of to the roots of you know what would happen if like tribes in this land would evolve with technology and what they and they're trying to retain their culture while also expanding their kind of scientific endeavors yeah and that's a huge theme of this movie too that i think we'll probably dig into a little more like once we get into spoilers but for sure just from a like a non-spoilery impressions kind of perspective like i that use of african culture to kind of like create the setting that is a technically advanced um uh, technologically advanced like african culture like that kind of extrapolation of yeah. like w- this pristine society that was just able had the the opportunity to make advanced technology with vibranium which they've already kind of established them in the yeah. mcu but uh like be completely isolated and and uh advanced on its own is really yeah. interesting 
I think in the comic books, it's actually, it's not vibranium, it's uh, animantium that they have. Okay, that makes sense. I, th- I think. And then for the MCU, because they didn't have animantium, because yeah. of X-Men, they, they changed it to vibranium, I think. It might have always been vibranium, but I'm, I feel like I remember that being the case. That's interesting. Yeah, that I don't know. That, you know, Mike Burge, biggest comic book He's fan. He's screaming right He's now. He's so good at comic books, he like refuses to be on the MCU yeah. podcast. Well, we wouldn't get to talk if he, no. was, if he was on it. But no, you would learn a little bit more about the comic book history. Have you read any Black Panther yourself? Unfortunately, I have not. I mean, growing up, he wasn't really... Um, I just feel like his books or one-off series were not big enough in like my reach to, yeah. to read. And only recently have I really been kind of, I think, expanding my comic book horizons a little bit more. Sure. So I, I'm not really too familiar. I did some research um pre-seeing this movie yeah. like uh, you know just on twitter and seeing some people like posted some really helpful threads kind of yeah like, i saw that thread as well yeah that one was really that one that i reposted uh and that woman who, who posted is very smart and it it really gave a very good background so i think what's happening in the movie yeah i think it's really interesting actually that the marvel license or the marvel property black panther was created before the radical group yeah yeah i think that's really cool yeah Mm. yeah i could see marvel just being like oh shit oh damn well well i guess like 1960s marvel might have been like oh shit yeah and that was was cool now they're (laughs) you know now they're they're using it that license to uh bring a kind of different representation to the mcu that it was sorely sorely lacking yeah i mean it's like it's not to be behind the bush beat around the bush beat inside the bush uh, Beat around the bush. The bush, wherever the bush is, and wherever I am, leave the bush adjacent alone. to the bush. Yeah, um, it's you know, it's no mystery or secret that yeah, superheroes in general, and definitely the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe was lacking some serious diversity. That um, Black Panther doesn't wholly fix, but definitely injects a much needed like. What are you gonna say? I mean, like the just the. I, I think the use of Black Panther to, to celebrate African culture and like and have yeah. that cast of like like ninety eight percent people of color like yeah. is is cool and it's definitely like seeing a movie of that budget that is uh, directed by a person of color and mm-hmm. have like a full almost fully cast yeah like that's something that you just don't see no in Hollywood it's ever. true and hopefully we'll start to see more I mean like Ryan Coogler he did Creed um just saw the other movie he did uh i didn't actually see it but i saw it on the imdb i'll pull it up right now because i heard good things about that movie too did you see creed i didn't see creed i heard creed was really cool yeah like a lot of people were very surprised by creed yes um well, i mean the rocky movies have been kind of whatever for a while i feel like i, always, I have a soft spot for those movies yeah. i love them but love creed them I, creed i think was was uh genuinely a very very good movie oh so he also directed fruitvale station or fruitville station and that also has Michael B. Jordan in it. Okay, I have not seen that one. I haven't seen that either, but I remember when that came out, that also got some buzz. Cool. Um, some like very positive buzz. Yeah, Creed is definitely worth checking out. It's you like Creed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really think they did a fantastic job with this movie. Um, and it's it is I think it's a great movie on its own, but it's also really great for the kind of diversity and representation that yeah. is lacking. Not only in just like the Marvel universe, but like in big budget Hollywood productions in general. It's definitely something to celebrate, and it's definitely you know, it's such a fun take on that culture that is also celebrating it. Like right. you know, it's doing something 
uh, totally new cinematically with that culture, but also like really celebrating the the real things about it. I think mm-hmm. from you know colors, apparel, and the way they celebrate. It's really yeah, cool. yeah, and the costuming is so. Cool. I can't get over it enough. It's. Both, both like the more traditional garb, and then the like kind of, uh, you know, Wakandan like, like based in African like culture, but like took to its own like yeah, kind of sci-fi. and like every tribe has their own kind of because Wakanda is made up of many different tribes, and then right. they're all ruled by the Black Panther, right? And they all have their sort of like like aesthetic, style. Yeah, 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 and um, I think my favorite is uh Daniel Kaluuya's kind yeah, of garb movie because yeah, he had yeah. he had like kind of two outfits he had one that was like chilling big cape um which had some like wakandan alphabet on it and stuff like that too and mm-hmm. then he also had his kind of like battle costume yeah which was like pretty sick too yeah and he's also really good in that movie the he's great screen time he has yeah it's cool to see him i haven't seen him in anything since get, get out, out and same. it's cool to see him on screen again. yeah he played a very i i really liked his character a lot and yeah. we'll talk in spoilers like how he really kind of changes things in the film. Yeah, and I think without like spoiling anything, I really like Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger as the villain. Yeah, and I really like the setup of the society that is inherently isolationist, and looking at that as you know how it how it benefited them, but ultimately how it's can be seen in a negative way as well. And, uh, it hurts, you know, what they what wh- who their people are, you right. know, and whether and their people being across the entire globe, they right. they've seen. The hardships that Africans and all cultures had to face. Exactly. Yeah. And um, you know, Eric Killmonger is kind of the the uh, the devil's advocate to like their isolationist theory. You know, yeah. they're like, well, here I am. Right. To his own extreme yeah. like, level, and absolutely to an extremism level that was, I think, you know, imparted on him because of tragedy that he faced in his right. own life. And I think it's like it is a. a a sympathetic villain, um, you know, definitely not the means by which he's gone through it, but yeah. like the ideas behind him as a villain, I think, make him us. I think Marvel has been doing a much better job with its villains and actually it's giving... slowly been getting a lot better. Yeah. I think Spider-Man Homecoming, we saw a really great villain yeah. with the Vulture, mm-hmm. with this movie as well. Um, I can't really think of another standout in um, the past few years. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Oh yeah, ego. He's ego. really great too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, you know they make these, and I I think Eric Killmonger is a great villain on his own. But I think him combined with Andy Serkis's claw, right, makes like a very good kind of big antagonist in the film. Mm-hmm. I think they they both uh, not represent like the same coin, but like you know you have this one person who is appropriating Wakandan technology to right. his own means, and then you have someone trying to uh reclaim reclaim something yeah Yeah. also fucking cool hairstyle going on there i loved it michael b jordan i remember when i first saw it i I wasn't when you learn his backstory because michael b jordan's character um i wasn't wholly jiving with till you get his kind of backstory yeah and then i was just like oh my god this clicks so so good and Mm -hmm. i I almost want to rewatch the movie now Mm -hmm. i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it again yeah i'll probably see it again for sure yeah uh, but yeah, I, I really like the the nuance that the the movie goes into by dealing with Wakanda as a culture and like yeah. sort of the uh, ideas behind that culture and how you know those ideas might not necessarily be to the 
to the benefit of everybody. Yeah. Um, I think we'll definitely, we'll dive way deeper into that Absolutely. kind of thing. But, uh, you know, Black Panther, and this is like a part of like that thread that I read, but, you know, Black Panther and Wakanda are, they are the representation of black power, you know? Mm-hmm. They are the representation of black empowerment, uh, and and that carries over in the entire film. Like, there is no weak person of color in this entire no, movie. Everyone no. is strong. And the really strong women characters. Oh, my God. Well. They're ama- they steal the show, most of the women. Yeah, the they really do. Yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. She's um, really great. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, the uh, I don't remember her name. I know we looked it up, but she plays, like, his kind of right-hand general. I think it's... We wrote some of these names down because we're bad at pronouncing things. But I believe it's... This one. Go ahead. You take. You it want right. me to do yeah, it? You pronounce that. I think it's okay. No, okay. Okay, maybe. And it's by and she's played by uh, Danielle Guerrera. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that works. I'm trying. I uh, we're trying. Um, yeah, she's like the general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the right hand. Yeah. Right hand lady. Badass. Oh, she's um, great. And Shuri, um, Lita writes. She has some of the best lines in yeah. the entire movie. But her and I think the other guy who kind of comes out of nowhere and steals the show is um, uh, M'Baku. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Winston yeah. Duke's right, character right. is hilarious. Of like that kind of fifth tribe. That's that like the mountain seems tribe. like outcasted in a way. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're part of Wakanda, but they're also, you know... They seem to also not want to be a part doing their of own that. thing. They're doing their own thing, yeah, for sure. They have their own army, doing their own shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's very cool. All the different tribes in yeah. in uh, this movie and how they all have their like unique stuff. You, you see I'd love with, to see more of that stuff. Oh my too. god, well, that's what I was about to say. You see, it with like two minutes of screen time each, you know, I want to like, know. And you learn and you get so much of, of their vibe. I want to know more about the stretched lip guy who is constantly changing to like the Riddler neon, like suits. <laughs> yeah, he's like either looks like the Riddler or yeah. he has his like tribe garb. Yeah, because they have like kind of like more ritualistic settings where they're doing some kind of Wakandan rituals. And then they also have their, like, just, like, chilling gear. Yeah. And the guy who also has the lip gauge is just always lip gauge and always looks like the Riddler, and he's awesome. Yeah, his, like, his, like, brightly colored yeah. suits. And always a different one every time we come back to uh-huh. him. Like, a totally, like, there's just a shot of him, and he's just wearing this, like, fucking cool-ass suit. Yeah. I can already call it for Oscars 2018 that this movie is at least going to get like a wardrobe design yeah i hope so i hope it gets some kind of nod i hope it's not forget forgotten by being super early in the year but i mean i don't i don't think so we'll see what has to go up against this kind of you know i think wakanda is going to be in affinity war part one Mm -hmm. pretty heavily so you're going to see this type of stuff again this stuff yes yeah i'm totally down for more of stuff i really love the design of all the technology as well like their ships yeah um the suit looks so cool the suit is so cool the suit makes iron all iron man stuff look like chump change like like (laughs) it's so much cooler than well that's you know that's the thing about kind of black panther like first iron because i think t'challa and um tony stark you could see them in similar veins where they're both like very smart people. Um, maybe one's a leader of a technical empire, but one's the leader of like an actual kingdom. Right. But uh, they're both like brilliant men with a lot of technology at their disposal. Um, but it's kind of interesting to see how you know how an old weapons dealer would make his suit as opposed to someone who's like regal and like as a king. Like the Black Panther suit is very much designed to be like. 
I can go in public like this. Yeah. And very quickly you fuck with me and right. it's going to change. Yes. You know? Whereas like Iron Man's kind of like a, the Iron Man suit is very business where it's like, I can do two things at once or maybe even 500 things. Right. And like that's, and it's very clunky and militaristic in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's all very cool. Yeah. I like all that stuff. And I really like Shuri's role as sort of like the Q, like the lead yeah. technology I mean, most people, they're making comparisons of, I, I saw this like on social media and, and other articles about it. Uh, which I didn't really read too much into because I didn't want to spoil the movie. Sure, sure. But a lot of people were making comparisons to like James Bond. Yeah. And no, that's I, and, like, I that's, totally That's yeah, the yeah. Q character. And I totally, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I drive at that. Yeah. That's cool with me. Yeah. Uh, do you want to, any more like thoughts before we get into um, the spoilery zone? I mean, we definitely recommend it. Uh, Absolutely. I definitely want to talk about spoilers though. Yeah. Um, I want to get into like detail and yeah. stuff. I will say like, um, I guess... Yeah, we'll save for spoilers, because I want to talk about the music, too, but we can get more to that. Oh, I yeah. Think. Well, you've been listening to the soundtrack on your own. So, well, I've been listening... So, you know, there's the score, right. which is uh, being... Which was made by... Uh, I know his first name's Ludwig. Uh, he's also the producer on a lot of Childish Gambino tracks. Okay, gotcha. So he did the score for the movie. Okay. Um, which is, like, you know, what you're mostly instrumental... For the like most part, are. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a score-driven movie. And then Kendrick Lamar, uh, he was producing with his... He was producing the uh, kind of like the Black Panther inspired album, which uh, did have some music featured in the movie. And then at the end credits, there was a song in there as well. But uh, it's much more of like an inspired by album. And I've been listening to that a ton. It's very cool. So Kendrick's kind of all over the album, but there's a lot of people from Top Dog Entertainment, which is his label. Um, SZA, Vince Staples, Schoolboy Q... Um, so a lot, a lot of names I actually never even heard of, which mm-hmm. are on the album in there. Some of the best songs, Georgia Smith, Two is Chains on is it. on there. Two Chains is on there, yep. I believe. And it's, that song's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking that album out too. Do I think you need to see the movie before listening to the album? No. They probably will um, stand up on their own. I that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's inspired by not like, I think uh, I was talking to Burge a lot and, and the, the album came out like last week. Uh, and Burge was also super excited for it, like I was. And uh, I was like, oh, he listened to it. Yeah, he's like, no, I want to see the movie first for listening to the album. And I don't think that's... that's you can, you you know, can Burge, do Burge has his rules. He's very particular in the way he experiences and I think, And I think, you know, he will make a case for why he was happy that he waited. And however you want to consume your thing, and it works for you, that's great. Sure. I'm not going to take that away from him. But I will say, that album is hot fire. It's, it's short and sweet. It's... Um, you know, some of the biggest names in hip-hop, I think, really celebrating kind of what we're talking about that Black Panther celebrates, mm-hmm. and they're doing that in the music form, and I think that's really cool, and that album is hot fire. Definitely Hell yeah. check that out. Nice. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break, and then uh, we will come back with some spoilers on Black Panther, and we'll dig into some of these characters' roles and some of the themes going on in this movie, and definitely, definitely want to talk more about Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Hey guys, Mike Birch here, popping in real quick to let you know that over at StoryScreenBeacon.com, we have a slew of articles coming out featuring top five, top 10, top 17s, and favorite movies of all of 2017, written by everybody over at the StoryScreen family. Uh, there's a lot of variety in there, a lot of repetition as well, because we all really seem to dig some 
great movies that came out last year. So definitely run on over to StoryScreenBeacon.com. Check that out and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. We're back. With spoilers, Robbie, who died? Um, Somebody dies. Oh, wait. Eric Killmonger dies. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. What, you think he doesn't die? No, probably he dies. I was kind of bummed that they... All right, let's walk it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like you mentioned in the pre-spoiler part, um, the inciting incident of this is what goes on in Civil War. Yes. So, T'Chaka is dead. The king of Wakanda is dead. Mm -hmm. T'Challa, his son, the prince heir to the throne, becomes the new Black Panther and puts on his garb and does that, does a lot of stuff during a Civil War. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, this story kind of picks up when um, T'Challa is going to be named the king. Right. So we're introduced to Wakanda for the first time, which yeah. is a fucking great reveal. I really like the the kind of the well. I guess it's almost to, like what were you gonna well, say? Well, to even back it up even further, yeah. the kind of very intro to the movie is. Um, this retelling of Wakanda history yes. through um, the sort of sand board that they have going they on. They have like a, uh, what they use to kind of gain intel and like survey things. Right. It's like, yeah, like this sand board. It's basically like a hologram. It's more or less um, that guy, the the mustache guy. You ever play with one of those Oh, oh like, a like a magnetic kind magnetic, of, like, yeah, mustache. yeah. What was that thing called? Is it Mr. Mustache? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the knockoff brand one is Mr. Mustache. <laughs> I'm gonna I think he had that. a different name. But uh, yeah, it's that, except it, it can take shapes, and, yeah. and they use that as sort of like, um, uh, they use it for a lot of their technology. Yeah, because it, it makes up, you know, if they get almost Star Wars-esque, like, holograms on their, their wrist beacons, like, yeah. it kind of shows up like that. Um, Again, it kind of contrasts, like, Tony Stark's, like, hologram technology. Absolutely. Where that feels like it's a, it's almost, like, ingrained in their Earth. Right. As opposed to, like, being wholly technologically made. And it's, electrical. like, a, it's a tangible thing. So, right. anyway, they open up with this kind of story of Wakandan history. Yeah. Um, giving you sort of, like, the quick... The rundown of, like, there's five tribes, and they were mm. united under the Wakandan king, the Black yeah. Panther. But one of the tribes split off and went to the mountains and did its own thing yeah. there. Um, I so, also I really like the idea that the king has to get his hands dirty. Yeah, that's a really cool like. Because usually monarchs and other like kind of civilizations and cultures are very much like, you know, uh, they organize things. They don't really get into the shit of it. the The Black Panther is like the agent of like I I do all the right. things. He's the protector of, of, of Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. And I also like how it goes into pretty early on in the movie. You, you get the ceremony, the the um, crowning ceremony. And in order to take the throne, there's the opportunity for the other tribes to present a challenge. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool idea that it's not just, you know, lineage that makes you the king of, of mm-hmm. Wakanda. You have to, you know, stand up to challenges if right. one of the other tribes wants to kind of, kind of take the throne. The yeah. yeah. And um, it, it is very cool. And the, uh, the um, not to go like too far like ahead of ourselves, but the the ritual like on the waterfall where they right. have the fights always they go back to it a few times uh-huh um but it's always pretty cool it always looks oh yeah having that cool. fight there in like the kind of in the like, water the shallow like... waterfall mm-hmm. is super cool it reminded me a bit of uh that scene from um uh dark knight returns 
Uh, oh, where he's the fighting mud. in the mud pit. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. I also liked in the first fight scene we see how both tribes have like kind of like a they're each their protectors around them and they yes. have to like yes. close the gap a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought that was really cool too. You don't yeah. see it as much in the second fight, but Killmonger doesn't right. really have Well, Killmonger doesn't have his own tribe of protectors, right. so it doesn't make as much sense. But it is the idea, like it's setting up the eventual confrontation between right. um T'Challa and Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's it also introduces the um what was the guy's name from the other tribe? Mbaku. Uh, oh right yeah, his like his role which will come into play as well mm-hmm. and i think like from a story perspective like having that all those pieces kind of come together yeah um that are set up to fall down later is really cool yes um, i agree there's a lot of very fun things not even fun things but they do a really good job of like uh check all bulleting yeah um, well there, there's seeding good, things earlier there's too. good structure to the story Absolutely. in the way that they establish these ideas and they communicate to you these the ideas yeah. of of Wakanda and I kind of like the mechanics of how it works before they put that into play later. Some things that they mentioned that I didn't even think were going to like materialize in other story beats, I really didn't see coming. Especially like the um, how their trains work and how yep. they use that for the final. Right. Well, know, they tell you Black like, Panther, oh, Black this, Panther fight scene. This disables the vibranium. The vibranium. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. even think about how that fight worked. So a lot of like pleasant surprises. I was watching the movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, it. It is surprising. Like, it is, I think, for um, a, a, a Marvel, ostensibly an origin story, they kind of did the same thing as Homecoming, yeah. where um, you have the, the introduction. I guess, really, it's like pretty much exactly what happened in Spider Man Homecoming because in Spider Man's case, yeah. he is introduced in Civil War. And then when it comes time to do his own movie and his own, his first movie, yeah. you get this sort of origin story that's like kind of already established in a way it's still like spider-man year one and then this is like t'challa king year one right you know? well it's yeah it, i think it's really clever the way that it's built in how they need to take away his powers yes in order for him to be crowned king so you sort of get this like rebirth again of t'challa gaining his superhero powers and it helps kind of like it just it helps make have it make sense to the audience who's watching um while also never uh feeling too convoluted or confusing no i think they present all the ideas there like very smoothly and as opposed to like you kind of like other marvel movies that i think maybe leave you with a lot of questions and things like that at the end of black panther i was like no that all yeah it all all makes makes sense to me makes sense because they're using like almost like a you know like tribal magic mixed with science and right i think when you're doing magic things and you present it in a good way the suspension of disbelief I cast a lot farther. Well, so I mean, I'm like I'm down with this. There's a line cool. directly that Shuri says, like to Martin Freeman's character mm-hmm. later on it's in the movie. Magic, it's it's not magic. Well, I mean, any sort of magic is just science that you don't understand. True. Really. Yeah. Um, so the Wakandan, the idea that this Wakandan society is one that was put on, was given this vibranium as a source of their technology and was mm-hmm. isolated in a way that let them develop and build up and be basically pristine yeah. almost in like an atlantean kind of way definitely uh, for sure without like the external conflicts of the rest of the world setting mm. back their progress at any point is is interesting and i i think that's at the heart of this movie one of the most interesting things that the movie is dealing with this idea of isolationism versus colonialism yeah and the impact that that's had on especially Africa, but the rest of the world and the way that 
Wakanda has always run itself to be completely uh, against self-sufficient, the yeah, and, completely yeah. isolationist, not interfering with any other part of the world and sticking to themselves. And yeah. for them, that's worked for them for a long time. I mean, Eric Killmonger's kind of like disdain or resentment towards T'Challa and and the uh, the the monarch the monarchy of Wakanda makes a lot of sense because if you were you know if generally if your ancestors were you know taken from this homeland by colonialists and there is this kind of like African superpower on the mainland that didn't intervene with some of these like terrible human atrocities happening, you would have resentment towards them, you know? So it kind of, um, it's like a, it it introduces this like question that doesn't, I'm glad, I'm glad that Wakanda has some like dirty laundry to it. Sure. It's, 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 it's not wholly good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the idea that there is this, African superpower that exists in the world that stood by and did nothing when the rest of Africa, like the rest of human history still exists pretty much the way it did play out Mm -hmm. in this setting. And it's this idea of, you know, you have this responsibility that you have this power, right. That, uh, to do something and Wakanda has gotten by as far as it has Mm -hmm. by, by not interfering and not helping any of, you know, other you know other people in the yeah. world and uh it's a really interesting idea to have your villain as someone that challenges this idea of isolationism yeah um it gets a little muddled and i guess that's his hypocrisy is that he wants to take over the power and then and then use the power of wakanda to then like ruin create an empire is. that yeah. like colonializes the rest of the world and but turns he right even... around and does the same thing that you know, happen yeah. to the African culture. But T'Challa even calls him out in their final fight like, right. on the train. He's just like, dude, what the fuck are you do this Well, that's, and, that's and why he he's like, the well, villain. maybe I'm just really sad. And it's like, you are. Well, he was wrong. And yeah. like, and they say, T'Challa says himself, like, we created this monster by, or or uh, his father, T'Chaka, created this monster right. by leaving him to his own. In the yeah. same way that that's, that's the whole idea of Wakanda is that they are leaving the rest of the world to its own devices mm-hmm. and and protecting itself and only itself and in turn creating all this hardship for everyone outside yeah. of it. And I think that's re- a really interesting idea to put in this superhero fantasy setting, uh, like yeah. a really like real world idea. Like there are all these refugees out there and they don't have the means to protect themselves yeah. and are being, you know, pillaged and taken advantage yeah. of. I mean, even in, then in the case of like, you know, these are, these are Wakanda's, not maybe Wakanda's people, but these are the African people. Exactly. And that's why, you know, it, it's a very, the, the movie poised that question. And then, you know, the, the end of the movie kind of is a little bit of a resolution to it. You see T'Challa kind of start to make outreach programs. Right. And, he learns and, the lesson that the, yeah, it's, it's kind of the, the He's, they, they stop being isolationists. They, they reveal their, their super, cause they people knew about Wakanda, but they think they're a third world country right you know um they yeah they think that there's well i guess they've seen black panther running around in this like super suit yeah but, they're like uh, what's going on with that? <laughs> what's going on with but that? i guess they're still a third world country but yeah. it's the kind of medium between these two extremes of like yeah. complete isolationism and then the opposite end where killmonger wants to use the power to to imperialize the rest of the world yeah and where they wind up is this kind of yeah medium where mm-hmm. T'Challa is using the resources of Wakanda to reach out to... He goes back to... Um, uh, the UN? Oakland? 
Right? Oh, 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 back yeah, to yeah. Oakland. Yeah, yeah, before he goes to the UN, yeah. the African singer. Yeah. Yeah, um, to like go back to the, the neighborhood where, where Killmonger, Killmonger yeah. is born, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and to, it, even further to have Killmonger be um, in special forces in the U.S. military, yeah. where they're going to uh, uh, third world countries and like destabilizing regions so that they yeah. can t- move in and take over. It's like introducing that into the mix of all these like Marvel f- ideas is... I think really interesting cool. and unique yeah. and like pushes the envelope for those movies because you know prior Marvel movies have like kind of danced around those sort of themes. Iron Man's the one that kind of dealt with it the most because he in Iron Man 1 is selling weapons. He's a weapons dealer. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. like and they kind of and he you know makes his first Iron Man suit because he crashes and I believe Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so like you know sure. they they kind of deal with that conflict that is a real world conflict that you know is that we deal with, um, you know, that it is a part of the MCU, that history, you know? Um, but I do also love how, you know, the MCU is doing a really great job kind of introducing the history of like some of these characters, parents and how the big Avengers machine has been a part of, of us history and global history for quite some time. And then, something as big as Wakanda just being unveiled is, is great. Like, uh, it's, it makes a lot of sense thematically with kind of Wakanda's coming at a party in the MCU, but also in the context of the MCU, they're coming out of isolation as well by the end of the movie. And the, using those like much bigger political ideas Mm -hmm. and historical ideas and using kind of historical conflict to motivate these characters, both on the heroic side and the villain side is I think really interesting. Um, and it's it's this movie definitely pushes the envelope, I think, of of utilizing and leveraging those kind of ideas to make both heroes and villains that are much more their motivations are a lot more yeah uh, fascinating absolutely like uh, what I love Killmonger he's such a good villain because he's not wholly a villain like he right. you understand his motivations he, I also love he's he's flawed and he's tragic yeah. And, but he his his motivations in a twisted sense mm-hmm. like they do make sense. And I love his I love his aesthetic. If you've seen like pictures of him from the comic books, he's like uh, I seen there's like one big image of him where he's just like this brolic dude who like is kind of more in like tribal garb and things like that. But uh, I love in the movie that he's he's so like Northern California. Yeah, like that's his vibe, and that's why I was in the spoiler free or in the spoiler free chunk that we we're talking about like. I was just like, you know, Michael B. Jordan really stand before I knew, and you know, listen, I, I don't try to, I don't always try to predict movies, but as I watch them, I kind of just let it happen. Sure. So like, I didn't see the Who twist. Who would do something like that? Who would? Hmm. I mean, sometimes things are, you know, the, the smoking gun's easy to find, but you know, for me, I, I'm not as keen to finding them while I watch the movie. Um, but like, I didn't, you know, that the twist where they reveal, you know, where he's Killmonger comes from, he's yeah. the son of, he's, you know, he has blood Wakanda associated blood. with, yeah. So, um, uh, I love that he is so Northern California and he does stand out so much when, you know, he's against these kind of like regal Wakandans, you know? Right. Uh, it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, he's totally the outsider that was yeah. abandoned by that society mm-hmm. and he comes back to retake it and say like, 
everything you're doing here is wrong. Like, look at the rest yeah. of the world and look at the conflict that our people have seen in the rest of the, like, African people have seen in the rest of the world and look at how they've been abused. And, and they're not equipped to fight back. You right, know? right. And that idea of, like, using the resources that Wakanda has to go out there and, and do something about it is, like, you know, again, the means by which he does it is yeah. is definitely not the best, but it, it makes for a villain that is, it makes is for, actually, mm-hmm. you know, their motivations make sense. Yeah, he totally, he he just makes sense and, you know... But also he's flashy and fun in a way that's like oh, yeah. of a good, like, Marvel, like, comic book mm-hmm. villain. Like, you know, the, the elaborate hairstyle and yeah. he's fucking huge. Also, he's jacked. I mean, movie. the Marvel machine just takes people and turns like, turns them. Yeah, turns the sculpt- you I see- mean, he was already in shape from doing Creed and stuff like that. But like, yeah, but... he's just like a cut above mm-hmm. uh, him and uh, and um, um, Chadwick Boseman as well. They're huge. Just- They're just <laughs> gigantic men. <laughs> They're terrifying. Yeah, I would never want to fight them. Mm-hmm. They would turn my face into dust. Yeah. Well. One day they'll they'll get Seth Rogen in there and just turn Seth Rogen into just be, uh, like just, just a most Greek god. Yeah, exactly. Even Andy Serkis is is jacked in this he's movie. Big. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of him from like uh, The Prestige, where he's like a scrawny little guy. I'm working for Mr. Tesla. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's funny. Well, even uh, not to jump too far ahead, but uh, um, the Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah. What's his that actor's name? Uh, the guy who plays. Yeah. Oh, Sebastian Stan. Yes. Yeah. We just saw him in Itania, and he was like pretty much unrecognizable. We it took me like over half the movie. So to be skinny like, in that movie, yeah. and then they they show you know after the credits, he's in the after credit right. scene, and like he looks, his neck is like two to three times as thick as he's it was in giant, Itania, yeah. like, I, and he's missing an arm. Oh yeah, he's got an arm. <laughs> There's a couple people. Uh, with There's arms a lot of off. no arms thing. We yeah. had to explain to some of the people in the audience yeah. what was going on. But I, I which think. Is funny. The, the, Going back, yeah, we at the end of the movie we turned around and the people behind us were like, "Who's that guy?" To the, yeah, to we're the, like, "Oh, well, it's uh, well, this guy from this war, movie." But I think you can fully go in and enjoy Black Panther without having seen, you know, like Marvel yes. movies are getting out of hand in the way that you need to do a lot of homework to really to see the Avengers yeah. and know exactly what's going on in Infinity War. You have to see. A lot of shit, and I, I, I think they're getting. Really be- cool. I think it's I think really cool. Very cool. I think that- they're getting better. I think with, I think Civil War was a turning point. Yes, and now we're getting like you know Homecoming. Do you need to see Civil War? Not really. They kind of bring up the speed they pretty do. quickly. They do a pretty. If good you're job. alive while these movies are coming out, yeah, and you watch Spider Man Homecoming without seeing Civil War, they bring you up to speed enough. Yeah, you figure it out. I think I Civil think the War same is the one with- I would tell people if they wanted to like kind of cheat and cut up. Yeah, like. You'll probably be kind of confused going into Civil War, but everything past Civil War, you'll have a better. Idea I hadn't of what's seen. Going on. I still haven't seen Age of Ultron, and I'm not confused. That's actually kind of amazing. Yeah, honestly. it's just I don't think it's that. I just don't think it's that confusing. Like, yeah. Well, it's not that it's confusing. There's just a lot going on. There is There's a lot, a lot of on. characters involved, and I will. There has been times where eh, maybe like earlier, you know, before we got these movies, uh, there were some things I was a little lost on mm-hmm. by the time I was seeing Civil War. But just by the cast that's going into Infinity War, there are so many people. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, they, remember, that woman in the audience too, like after the movie, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, well they're all going to be in in the in the movie coming out in May." And she's like, "There's another one coming out in a so, few months." It's so precious to just see just someone like, who's yeah. completely. They just don't know. Doesn't. 
this mom taking is taking their kid to the movie. Yeah. They're unaffected by the Marvel machine. They're just mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, that was a good, you know. But I, th- I think that's, I think it's it's special what the Marvel universe is doing and having yeah. all these like these cogs like you know interwoven and working together to create this much bigger story. But yeah. also you can have something like Black Panther that works on its own um, mm-hmm. without you know like there there is very little other character influence in this movie no it's like, very much very little about, other adventures yeah where like you know in spider-man homecoming iron man's there and right i think i think that's pretty much the only iron man is a huge role he's a huge role in spider-man because he's like his mentor but black panther i really forgot that this was an mc mcu movie mm-hmm. like until like halfway i was just like oh yeah oh right yeah you see martin freeman like three times and you're mm-hmm. like oh yeah he's in the other yep. fucking ones mm-hmm. and he's fine in that movie He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine. good. He, yeah. plays, he plays his role. Yeah. I think Andy Serkis is also a great, like, really greasy villain. And, like, he, you know, he, he calls them, like, savages and things like that. Yeah. So he's not being, like... I like that he's not, like, overtly racist. You yeah. Don't need, you don't need that character in this movie. And the thing is, if Ryan Coogler uh, chose to include someone like that, that'd be totally fine, too. Right. But I think that the way that he kind of has this, like, kind of coded underlying racism using the word savage to like talk about these people um, well, it really makes a... someone who feels wholly like threatening to the wakandans you know and he's he it's uh you know there's a level of irony to this extremely advanced technologically advanced yeah. society that he's calling savages, savages just and like meanwhile homeboys like greasy and disgusting and yeah. has like grills even though so does michael b jordan and michael b jordan's grills i Yo, think are awesome dude his two gold teeth yeah like i'm watching like his fangs and i'm like, and I'm like could I pull that off? The answer is no. I'm going to tell you right now. No. The answer is no. But I also thought about it. Let me tell you this. That's the power of the movie. If I ever lose a tooth, a gold one's going in to replace it. <laughs> I promise you that. I Listen, man. I think that's the way to go. It looks cool as hell. Those were sick. And then he had the gold. It was not really... It was more of like a like leopard kind of print suit. Like his Black Panther suit? Oh, yeah. Well, they introduced... They show you... So in the like kind of cue scene where... Yeah. Um, T'Challa is is getting his new Black Panther suit. They, they saw the more there's subtle one that he gets. Yes, there's a lineup of like yeah. the flashier necklace, like tooth necklace mm-hmm. or claw necklace, I guess. Yeah. And then the silver one that he chooses, um, which some great goofs in oh that scene God, as that well. The what are those funny. gag was very good. Yeah. And then the sneakers bit was. You know, there's some first... good laughs in this. Oh yeah. I mean, just like any other Marvel movie, like you get the, your the comedy is there. I can't stress enough how much uh, Shuri, uh, the the princess, yes. uh, what's uh, Latita Wright. Latita Wright. Yeah. She is aw- she's She great. steals that movie. She really does. Every yeah. scene she's in, I'm just like, you're hilarious. And then she still gets, you know, the thing about those characters who are usually the lab rats, they don't usually get their time of action at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. and they give her her due. Yeah. Well, like all, you mentioned, like yeah. all the women in this movie are not, there are no damsels in no. this movie. They all are badasses. Yeah. The only damsel is like... Uh, Martin Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is but fun. he has his which moments is, too. Like, yeah, he yeah. Gets, his, gets his thing. Um, You're and, an amazing pilot, sure, I guess. And then he just does the thing. I think my favorite scene in this movie is the entire casino like segment. Like, all that the part way was up cool. to it. Like, starting from getting the gadgets in the queue scene through the end of the casino scene, 
that's where it feels super James Bondy. Bondy. That like, is very... that chunk, that kind of uh, first half of the second act. Very, very James Bondy. Because yeah. you go through the he gets his new equipment, he gets his new toys, mm-hmm. then they kind of incognito go into this area, yep. try to get to there's the like some reconnaissance going mm-hmm. on. There's but then the action of, that blows up is there's a little sick. bit of spy like you know espionage stuff going on yeah. with when they meet Martin Freeman and they're talking to him in the casino and like. He's CIA, and he's like, don't get in my way. And then T'Challa's like, no, you don't get, get in my, my way. way. I love how... I just love how confident T'Challa is in those scenes. And even in the interrogation scene, where he's just like, don't honestly fuck with me. Yeah. Like, I, we are really having a good time right now. Yeah. But you don't mean anything But listen, to me. he's coming with us yeah, when this I'm is all I'm a king done. of a fucking, like, nation superpower, yeah. and you're just Martin Freeman. Right. You're in the worst of the Lord of the Rings movies. That's true, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that whole scene was great. And the, the car chase scene <laughs> really was cool. fantastic. Like, the vibranium car was super James Bondy. Oh, yeah. And then you have T'Challa riding on the remote-controlled car. Uh, car that sure is, is operating, try, operating in, in Wakanda yeah. yeah which they do that again like all, so much of this movie like the mechanics of this movie are like established and then delivered upon again it's crazy on. how it just is not confusing yeah I really don't think it's confusing at all and like what I've been seeing from the buzz and people liking it from all walks of life is that it, it does it's effective because sometimes like we see a lot of movies we might have a more keen eye for certain stuff so mm-hmm. like I think a lot of times when we think something's well explained, maybe like a casual audience member wouldn't necessarily. But I really think this movie just does a great job. Of, I think it's yeah, really tightly like crafted. Introducing, especially us as like video game boys, like introducing mechanics, mechanics that you kind mm-hmm. of like ex- that you you introduce a mechanic and then you execute it at yeah. its full effect later. The movie does a great job of that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it really delivers on that stuff yeah. in a lot of very cool ways. Um, I had some when we were driving home. I had like some criticisms I was like sitting on during yeah. the movie. Let's hit it. What are the, I'm trying to th- your gripes. I, you know, I don't um I don't love how quickly uh Killmonger's kind of like usurping the throne to losing the throne happens. Yeah, okay. I think it's a little fat. I think that like the third act is a bit rushed. Yeah. Cuz I do think he usurps the throne and it has I, this plan like instantly, which yeah. makes sense well i mean he's he been would. plotting this his for entire his life. entire life exactly but the idea that the wakandans turn on their on their king so quickly especially an established one like they they they, they, turn they on build they bake, so they, they bake that in in the way that they you know they're the way that they um crown their king yeah. Is an open, there's the open opportunity. You can throw your hat in the ring. For yeah. Sure. And it is very much like based on that kind of um, traditional idea. Yeah. But the way that, like, um, I think the, the the part that it breaks down, what's his character's name? Daniel Kaluuya. Um, yeah. Daniel uh, Wakabi. Kalu- Wakabi. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that he turns on uh, T'Challa so quickly, they do see that as well. It's not that it doesn't make sense, it's just a little fast. It's I, it totally makes. I think, I it, think makes it makes sense. sense. Yeah. I just I, I well, I personally didn't like it because I don't like seeing Daniel Kaluuya like be a bad just turn man. around and be a bad and, man. Yeah. Well, uh, he kind of like. That's probably my own personal bias, but they do see the idea that his character is unhappy, open to the idea yeah. of of the outreach kind of thing that that Killmonger mm-hmm. presents, and also he has he had kind of underlying gripes with the current king because mm-hmm. he was just like 
there's this, you know, uh, Claus been doing his shit for 30 years. He killed my parents. Mm -hmm. And you just told me that you're going to bring him back. Right. And you messed up. And now Killmonger did it for me. And T'Challa let him live. Exactly. Right. So, you know, I think it just feels fast. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, like, I think that... I think it works. Yeah, I think it works, too. I just... I think I would have liked to see Killmonger on the throne a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Because I think those scenes are... uh, I don't want to say fun because they're very intimidating and kind of scary. But, uh, you know, I kind of like... I just, I almost kind of would have liked the idea of, like, Killmonger, like, really taking over Wakanda and, like, doing its own thing, but I don't think that would fit in the MCU. That's kind of I mean, the movie is also already kind of long on its own. Like, yeah. To, by the time the third act rolls around, you kind of have you gotta to, wrap like, it up yeah, a little yeah. bit. But I maybe, like, a line from Daniel Kaluuya, like, like, no, like, explicit, maybe, I don't know. I would have liked his character kind of saying, like, like, you fuck this up, yeah. you know? Like, I'm doing this because, like he kind of says it because he he gives him like you know when he comes back he's just like you you didn't bring him back like what the fuck and he's like he's like i thought you'd be different from t'chaka and then he just like dips Mm -hmm. um yeah and like you know when i and when i bring up criticisms and i I feel like uh i mean the only person who really gave me shit about thor ragnarok was birch but um when i bring up criticisms on a movie it's not to you know backseat director them mm-hmm. or say what they should have done it's just how i felt during it you know and maybe sure. what like didn't jive with me on the first go around <clears throat> and i'm always open to talking about it yeah definitely but i definitely felt that last act especially because the whole movie you know moves so fluidly and so well right i do agree that last act feels a bit rushed and then it like it kind of my problem with like guardians of the galaxy one is that it's like all right we have to kind of have this big giant battle climax yeah in this open field. Right. In this movie, which I definitely think does a better job in, like, having kind of the five armies and, and like, have a fight was yes. really cool to see. Um, it still is, like, it's it's kind of, like, you just know it has to happen. And in the movie that had a lot of surprises and a lot of directions I didn't see coming, it was kind of like, well, I knew that you're going to have to. Yeah. I think that's you know. part of it, too. And I think that's, like, it stems from Daniel Kaluuya's, Kaluuya's character, but... The idea that the the Wakandans are like turning on each other so quickly and having this big open battle with each other and killing yeah. each other for a nation that is so when they start fighting each other, that's when I was like, whoa, yeah, like it's guys, like you're you're like killing each other. They were all so cool, like right. an hour ago. And this is a nation that has survived for for you know a timeless amount of, of time by being isolationist and unified and like. All of a sudden, these tribes are like turning on yeah. each other and fighting each other and killing each other, like kind of at the drop of a hat, it's, sort of thing. And the thing is, like, the justification is there. I'm not saying the justification is not there because right. the justification is, you know, Daniel Kaluuya's character Wakabi didn't think to do it until there's a power vacuum, right? Until you know, T'Challa's first act as king was a mission failure, right? And then you know. I guess it takes one tribe to side with the power right. at B to kind of like make things happen. And the thing is, the fight was Wakabi's tribe versus the kind of like T'Challa's guard. It wasn't versing all the tribes. Yeah, I guess that's it too. It's, you know, it's, it was it was more, more so. two tribe. It was more like one tribe versing one tribe f- siding with the new power, while the old power's military was kind of like trying to do a coup d'état. Right. Um, kind of. And I think that's it. I think that's the like the slight 
again, not backseat directing, but like no. where my own personal biases come in is like, you know, they, he, T'Challa rolls up and says like, you know, our, our kind of trial by combat is not over yet because I never, I lived, I lived. Yeah. yeah and I never, and I never conceded never, to you. Yes. So, but instead of like allowing their kind of, uh, battle to continue, they fully go into open combat and yeah. field. And, and that is because, uh, Wakambi's. Wakabi? Wakabi's. Mm-hmm. His, his, he is like dissenting from kind of the establishment of yeah. T'Challa's regime. Um, and that scene where he's, you know, I, I actually forgot until that, that last scene that he's married to like yes. T'Challa's right hand to the, the lady. General, yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. like that scene was great where he's coming at her with the rhino and then the rhino just stops and like looks at her face, face and you're like, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like And uh, that scene was really powerful too. Yeah, yeah. It's and that last and like listen that last fight scene is cool. Very Seeing exciting. Black Panther like what did he do? He like threw down a rhino and like killed somebody and then threw a spear at an airplane. I was like, this is some of the coolest shit I've ever seen. The action is very cool. It's, it's very it cool. is very CGI heavy. Like there are some scenes the, where it's just like two CGI characters fighting each other and it the, got a little bit Matrix Revolutionary. It's the Black Panther on Black Panther fight scene that yeah. I'm like. This does not look as good as I want it to. Especially this is my also, world! My world! It's also weird. My big problem with... Because I wanted that Black Panther on Black Panther fight scene to be mm-hmm. super cool. Because the Killmonger versus all the all the generals and like the lady army yeah, that was, was sick. Cool. That was mm-hmm. awesome. And then like Black Panther doing all his shit was pretty cool as well. Um, but when they're fighting and they're also in like the really dark... Very dark. Very dark. And like, listen, their outfits are black. Yes. And they're moving really fast, and they're doing a little bit of the Born Identity camera yes, moving things. Yes, it did get pretty shaky. I there. thought it was kind of hard to see, uh, which I thought was a bummer. A it, little bit. It, especially when, like, the final blows delivered to Killmonger, I was kind of like, what the fuck, like, happens? Well, in that scene, I mean, I knew who got the knife, but Obviously. I was like, I was like, you, you, they kind of make it, they obscure it a little bit who actually got the which knife. Which probably on purpose. Probably. But. But, but to your point, like, I think the... The fight choreography in this movie is very good mm-hmm. in general, and they For the it does part, get yeah. a little bit, you know, messy there at the end. Yeah, especially when the casino scene I think is really it looks really good. Yeah, it does. You know, like the yes, fight scenes in the casino. You know, I more I do think the pinnacle of uh, fight chore- fight choreography. Uh, choreography is John Wick because yes. They let the choreography speak for itself, and they yes. let the camera just like stay there, sit there, almost like there's, we just we just watched the Watchmen movie. There's a little bit of John Wick going on in the casino a little scene. Bit. There's a time I got shades of John Wick there, which is like, listen, if you're gonna steal something for somebody, do, do that. Yes, and even like we just watched Watchmen for um, a real page turner, which mm-hmm. is our uh, story screen book club. Check it Plug. out. But uh, one of the things I did like about the Watchmen movie is that a lot of the fight scenes were put the camera down, and let the fight happen, mm-hmm. not like. Have the camera move with everything, which is I, I. If you've listened to her episodes, you've heard me kind of gripe about that before. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It does feel like kind of two computer generated characters, like yeah, because that's what it is. It is, you know, yeah. But uh, otherwise, all the other stuff, like all the other fight scenes, I think were really cool. It's a very good looking movie it in general. So good. It's, there's a lot of bright colors, yeah. as we spoke to before. The set production, costume designing is everything all is hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, Man. It's a good movie. It's I liked really it a lot. And, that, and again, like that was my really only complaint was like the ending was a little predictable and a little fast. I mean, but Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, like they all kind of suffer the same. Like the third act needs to be a big bombastic, yeah, all-out fight scene, like battle scene. 
Um, and you can't have something as aggressively different to set up for a second Black Panther movie as, say, Killmonger's still king. Right. Because Infinity War is right around Infinity the corner. Like, they, you can't yeah. have that happen either. So, like, um, that, and, you know, I, I've said it before, like, I do think as much as, like, the strongest part of the MCU is all the machine working together and all the cogs kind of, like, fitting in place working together. Mm-hmm. I also think, to a certain extent, like, it could be its greatest detriment at times. Yeah, and it's good to see a, a movie stand on its own, yeah. not rely so heavily on, on all those pieces of the cogs, right. not rely on a ton of foreknowledge going into it. Just yeah. being able to stand up on its own, present new settings, new characters in really interesting ways, yeah. and also deal with some themes that are 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 maybe more nuanced than some of the other kind of themes that the Marvel Universe has and dealt it's super, with before. it's super accessible. Like, dealing with, like, you know, a movie that deals with uh, the idea of refugees, but on a bigger scale in, like, yeah. you know, hundreds of years in, in scale, like, it makes sense for our current refugee problems that we have now, you right. know? And, like, um, to see a Marvel movie make a stand and make a stand about those things, but also make, you know, Black Panther I, I, make, make T'Challa be... The one who's in the wrong, maybe in the beginning of the movie, right. or or get presented what T'Chaka was doing wrong in the first place. I think it's know? less taking a stand and more just raising nuanced questions. Yeah, you for know, sure. About the way that that these things work in the real world, mm-hmm. um, and it it there is there is you know a happy medium kind of reach there at the end, but like yeah. still, it's presenting these ideas um, that are there is no simple like stand to no. take for. It is more you know. They're challenging ideas mm-hmm. and themes, and it's it's really cool to see yeah. to see movies with this big budget and mass appeal present those ideas. Yeah. So. Also, uh, young Tchaka looks exactly like uh, what's his name? Uh, Chadwick Bosman. Yeah, they like Dead Ringer. Like it's crazy. I don't think it dawned on me in that first scene where you see him, where it's like the flashback. It, to... They almost look so similar. You're like. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this yeah. a flashback? Like, yeah. what's going on? They did a good job. Um, and also, the character who played young Forrest Whitaker... Yeah. ...looked, like, very much so... Young Forrest like, Whitaker? Like, that was good casting. They did scene. a good job with that, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I also... I really like how young T'Chaka's Black Panther costume... Uh, it kind of looked like an old school superhero costume. Yeah, definitely. Like, you had to take the helmet off. Would you, would you see Black Panther, uh, like, Gen 1 suit do? Yep. Um, but I like how he also had like the, uh, kind of like robe. Like sash. Yeah. Kind of I, his, his costume yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And then the scene where you actually see him kill his brother was so cool yeah. and so fast. And like, I think my favorite scene in the movie was the reveal of like Killmonger is related to everybody. And yes. I thought that was really, really well done. Definitely. Absolutely. Also T'Challa's in the uh, first post credit scene where he's got, oh no. That was post credits where he's talking to the UN. Yes, right? where he's got the black suit on, but then also the like kind of sash like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that too a lot. Looks super sharp. His looks suit really. Everybody good looks so good. Yeah. Well, what about T'Challa's suit that he wears in the casino, where it has like? Oh yeah. It's all black, but it has like kind of the design, like like felt work in it. Like, yes. That was hot fire. So Hell yeah. cool. And also the dresses, like the the, the women were wearing all of them. Like, Man, it's so good. Very good looking movie. Oh yeah, there was like some other like w- funny thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, eh. I lost it. Lost it. Movie's great. Mm. It's very good. I liked it very much. Yeah. Um, Marvel. Favorite movie of the year so far. 
Probably. There's not been a lot of movies out so far no. this year. So I did see My Friend Dahmer recently, but that is a 2017 movie. 2017? Yes. There's still a little bit of um, 2017 cleanup to do before the Oscars. I still got to see Phantom Thread. <laughs> like, yeah. And I got to see Call the, Me By Your Name. Post, Phantom Thread, and uh, Darkest Hour are the three like, Oscar-y holdovers. And I'm just like, oh. yeah, I'll see him. Post got Diana's top list, though. It did. So, I trust her opinion. I trust her as well. Yeah. Uh, Darkest Hour didn't make it any of ours. No. So. Mm-hmm. No. I don't know. I don't think that's any of our bag, but we'll see. I haven't seen it. I don't uh, know. Yeah, we can't call it out, you know, too early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any closing thoughts here for Black Panther, Robbie? Um, You know, I think it's, I think from the hype machine with the album to, to the movie, I think this is a really, really fun, uh, explosion of diversity in the mcu and mm-hmm. i'm really happy that it's here and i'm excited to see more wakanda and audiences seemingly are very are excited very, about it as well yes. it's been very cool to see you know social media like yeah the kind of like premiere screenings and stuff like that like everyone's super positive about it it's it's fucking cool to see how broad audiences react to this kind of representation in hollywood that yeah. you don't see and like when you have like a movie that is so has that kind of like huge Hollywood budget, but is very much like the black power sort of idea. It, it's cool. Yeah. It's really cool. No, I definitely really like it. I think it's, I think it's great. I'm really excited to see more Wakanda in a few months. I mm-hmm. mean, I think from the trailers with affinity war, I do think uh, a big part of it takes place in Wakanda. Uh-huh. Uh, also, we maybe just talk about the post posts, the last credit stinger with, uh, yeah, What's up with that? Is he I, just like zenning out in Wakanda? I'm, I don't remember where he was at at the last time. Well, like the they, last time we saw him. They put him into cryo freeze at the end of Civil War, didn't they? Did they? Dude, I... Yeah, I guess. I've I've sort of lost the thread with that kind of stuff. Yeah. A little bit. Like, From what I remember... It's been a while since I've yeah. seen Civil War. Maybe they're like trying to like zen him out so hard that he can't be brain triggered by... Maybe. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say before. The uh, the scenes where they're on the astral plane, yes, were all really cool. Yes. And very like remind me a lot of Lion King, just with like the colors of like bit. yeah, it's cool. But I also really liked how Killmonger's was very different than uh, T'Challa's. Yes, and his that was a great place. scene too. Yeah, he was great where he where he becomes a kid again and then becomes an adult and he's talking to ring. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was really well done. You know, they just they make they make. Uh, Eric Killmonger such a good villain and I, that's why I'm kind of like man it kind of it seems it sucks that he dies it's a bummer that, that he's already gone yeah it seems like that character has a lot of depth to it but it might be better to you know it might be a blessing in disguise to... well, I mean his final line where he says you know bury me with my oh my ancestors. god that's the best line in the whole movie like yeah who it's... realized that you know Dying is better than living in bondage. Exactly. Like, like that speaks volumes. Fucking powerful. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. The movie the movie has a lot to say and I like how um it's it's a very African centric move like movie and then you have Eric Killmonger kind of uh Being talking about the Afri- African about the African American yeah. struggle as well, yeah. yeah. And like uh having those two things fight each other. Yes. I think is is something I never I never thought I would have seen in, in a, a movie, movie in a Marvel movie that's so accessible yeah. and so easy. It, it, it gets those really kind of heady 
um, subject matter across in such an accessible way mm-hmm. for all audiences from all walks of life can really understand it. And I think that's... And also fun. Like, yeah. Like, there's a lot of fun to be had here behind all these, like, bigger ideas. And, and I think that's that's the best thing about the Marvel movies is that they can, you know, you can have a movie where Guardians of the Galaxy talks about, like, the ego and the id and talk about, like, what someone's ego can do to themselves and if you had a whole pl- planet that was powered by you, like, what that would say. Maybe you don't want that. And, like... All the other, like, you know, there's so many heady themes in these Marvel movies, and they're so accessible, that, and, yeah. like, so many people can watch them, and, like... What if we took vitamins that are good for your health and made them, like, chewable and tasty so that everybody can enjoy them, but it's still good for you? Mm. Mm. So, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the Flintstone vitamin. Yes. I would even go so things. far as to say the gummy bear vitamins. Oh, those are real easy to eat. Yeah. You can eat those like they're fucking candy. You want to eat too many of those. Mm-hmm. Then your pee is going to smell weird. Yes. Very weird. Yeah, you'll get Bright. sick. You'll, 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 you'll die. <laughs> uh, but I don't think too much of these is a, is a, good, is a bad thing. Like, unlike no. gummy bear vitamins. Unlike gummy bear vitamins. Uh, no, I think... More of these, please. Yeah. Because I think we could really use these. And I think presenting... It's the same reason I like War for the Planet of the Apes so much. Like, yeah. presenting these bigger ideas in such an accessible is right. good for everyone i think yeah and like sneaking these kind of ideas into something that mainstream audiences are going to go see and enjoy and like especially for a younger generation where you're kind of like like seeding these ideas for a younger generation mm-hmm. early on and like having these kind of like not sneak in like you know <laughs> you hear fucking uh, weird right wingers out there talk about like the liberal agenda being put into these Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, someone. Like, I think I saw someone write an article about how like Black Panther is Trump, and then like to ch- and then the kill my. Oh, that was like bright, guy, like that guys. was a Breitbart article. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> to be that out of touch with it, reality is is uh, must be nice. You know, I I don't know. It must be real nice. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, as I say. Yeah. But no, like it having these ideas presented in a way that it is is accessible yeah. is really great and to see marvel do that and continue to do that is awesome agreed yeah cool well i think that's gonna do it for this edition of hot takes uh we will see you soon we got uh more on the horizon uh anything you're looking forward to coming out pretty soon annihilation's here? the next big one yeah i, I definitely want to so. see that i'm moving in a few weeks, so hopefully that won't interfere with seeing that movie. Yeah, we're gonna have to take. figure out a new way to or a new place to record. No, we can record at my place. Mm-hmm. It's just if it's you know in transit of moving and shit. We will see Annihilation and put words on a microphone yes. about it. We're all very excited about that movie. Sure. Black Panther was my uh, one of my more anticipated movies of this year. Yes, so we got well. that out of the fucking definitely way. for like the first quarter of this year. Oh, sure. definitely. It kind of has. It's funny how it has that. Like, uh, it came out around the same time as like Get Out did. Yeah. At February sweet spot. Well, it's Black History Month, so it's, like, perfect for this movie oh, to come I out. Guess, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to um, Mute. Oh, it's going to be on Netflix. That That's um, Duncan Jones, who did uh, Moon. I haven't seen that either. Wow. You should see Moon. That's right. good. He also did the Warcraft movie. It was the last movie he did, which is oh, less that's good weird. than Moon. I've heard that the um, Warcraft movie is bad. But, yeah, it is. Uh, but what's Moon Ute? like? What's his like? Moon is um, uh, um, from Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, Sam Rockwell ah. on his own. It's like a a, a sci-fi 
movie that takes place on the moon and mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell is there. It's mostly only Sam Rockwell. Uh, oh, I can get down with that. Yeah. I love that. I, love I, I would Sam say if, if you weren't a fan of, if you're not a Sam, fan of Sam Rockwell, don't watch that probably, movie. No, no, no. You probably have not seen Moon yet. Ah, Because it will make you a fan of Sam Rockwell. Okay. Um, so if you're already a fan of Sam Rockwell, even better. And what's, uh, what's his mute? What does Mute seem to be about? Uh, I don't know too much about Mute. I'm kind of like purposefully staying in the dark about Mute, but it is seemingly like Duncan Jones going back to that kind of harder sci-fi okay. sort of ideas. I so can get down with that. I can get down with that as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we'll be back with more content in the future. In the meantime, you can go over to StoryScreenBeacon.com where you can find all kinds of content that we have already produced for you. We've got Ooh. all kinds of written articles and reviews and. Many, many other podcasts on all sorts of movies and books now as well. Yes. And TV shows yes. as well. We've got more TV yes. on the horizon for you guys. Uh, keep your eye out for some of that. Uh, hosted by Bernadette Gorman. Um, and for now, I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Robert Anderson. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. Have a good night. Peace. Considered before they had fun around me. I hate it. They already know I don't like fun, and the fact that they're being loud and having fun is really. Ow! Oh, is that your toe? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Ooh, chaka. Ooh, to cha. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, that's gonna get us. I don't. I don't need it. I don't get us off on the right foot. foot. Ooh, to cha. You got all that. Boy, do I? Okay. Sure. Heck yeah. It's a lot of names. Yeah. I mean, hopefully... There's a lot of hard to pronounce names. Yeah. I'm perfect at pronouncing things, so... So there you go. And so also you should be fine. And is great. Listen. Have you seen Burgess handwriting? Yes. It's a cipher. It's that's, that's, how he, yeah, that's how he gets it's us. Great. Everything's in code. He doesn't trust us to read his notes. I think the the uh, the secret is that he can't read it either. It's uh, just so no one can, yeah. can really decipher it. The uncrackable cipher. You text him. You know. Just look at Instagram. Just look at Instagram. Oh, you're already ready. Well, I thought you wanted to get right into it. Oh, I was waiting on you doing the export thing. I wasn't paying attention. I exported it. I did all the things. Wow, look at you. Fast. They, that's, they call me a, a hacker. Yeah? That's what they call me. I've lately. seen you typing on two keyboards at the same time before. It's, it's crazy. Cool. One, yeah. it's not connected to anything, but you got to practice. But it does look cool. It does look and very It sounds cool. good. Mm-hmm. That clickety-clackety. Yeah, I have a typewriter at my feet just to help with that sound, too. <laughs> not anymore. Your toe's broken now. <laughs> Yeah, you destroyed my feet earlier. Your toe typing days are over. It's fine. I'll never walk again. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't need to stand up to podcast. That's true. I just need to sit.